Hello, and welcome to Exploring Apprenticeship and the Skilled Trades in the Halton District School Board. In the series of podcasts, parents and students will learn about the many opportunities available to them. The opportunities range from cooperative education, specialist high skills majors, to concentrated OEAP programs. These programs offer a great variety of opportunities for students to start a skilled trades and often start an apprenticeship while in high school. In these series, you'll learn about the specific programs and some success stories from previous and current students in the Halton District School Board. So stay tuned for the series of podcasts coming up. Hello and welcome to the Halton District School Board's Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program podcast. I'm Wade Richardson, OEAP Coordinator for the Halton District School Board. Our guest today is Nicole from the Ontario Construction Careers Alliance. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for joining us today, Nicole, and sharing all the opportunities available to students in the construction industry. There's so many avenues for students to follow after graduation. And today we're going to learn about the construction industry. The Ontario Constructions Career Alliance is made up of many organizations. Would you mind explaining who the members are of the OCCA and their their mandate, what their mandate is? Absolutely. So OCCA is a nonprofit industry-funded organization with a mandate to advance knowledge of careers in construction. So we like to focus on students, parents, and educators. OCCA provides valuable information, whether that's through studies, accessible resources, to help gain knowledge about all the opportunities available in the construction industry. And we do this through presentations. We did do it through events when things were open and through our website. Our partners include LIUNA, RCCAO, ResCon, OSWCA, OSSGA, TARBA, HCAT, and ORBA. Those are a lot of different industry partners. Can you kind of identify what each one does so we can kind of get an idea of the overview of what the mandate is, whether it's electrical, plumbing, or if it's general construction, that type of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So we kind of do a general construction. So each company focuses on completely different things. So for OCCA, they all kind of came together because they all have their different area of expertise. They all came together. And just to give the broad overview of the construction industry to make students, parents and educators more aware of just all the options in general. So some of the options would be like electrician, general carpenter, I assume. Yeah, absolutely. Even ones that aren't really spoke about. So OSSGAs, Ontario Stone and Gravel, Ontario Sewer and Water Main, uh, on Toronto Road and Builders, Heavy Construction Association, and all of that. Yes, and, and there are a lot of skilled trades within what we call apprenticeable skilled trades. So apprenticeable skilled trade is one where um, an apprentice would register with a company and they would do an apprenticeship, usually involves trade schools turns where they would go to trade school once they've learned a little bit of knowledge. And then once they go through the apprenticeship, they challenge the CFQ and then they became licensed in that trade. But even in the construction industry, there are so many trades within the construction industry that we really don't know about. And it's really staggering about all the different options there are for students, trades that they simply don't know about. And some of them I don't know about. I learned of a few a couple of weeks ago. Do you have any kind of examples of what some of those companies would represent? Yeah, 
there's so many different things that you can do within the construction industry. And that's the really cool thing about it. And within each company or each trade, if you dig a little bit deeper, there are so many opportunities that not a lot of people are aware about that because it's all teamwork, right? So one person has to do one thing for the other, for the next person to do that. So that's a really, really cool thing about the construction industry. So you could work either at power plants or you can work actually on site. So for example, a power plant could be making asphalt, right? So someone needs to be there behind the scenes making the asphalt. Not a lot of people are aware or know of this job. And then that's handed over to the road work. So there are tons and tons of opportunities within. Oh, yeah. And absolutely. Like it's not... Like we all know about a plumber, an electrician, a general carpenter, but there's so many other avenues, thousands really. And students should be aware that those opportunities do exist. And probably I would say one of the best ways to find out is through a co-op in high school to actually go out on construction sites and experience all the things that happened. Because I know I've had some students who would go out and they said, I'm going to be an electrician. And they're out in these construction sites and they're like, you know what? I really like what a bricklayer does. I want to put stones up and I'm pretty artistic and I want to, you know, you get stones and they're all different shapes and sizes and they put them on a building and they can make them quite nice. Like they can make a building pop or it can make a building look okay, depending on the design of the different types of bricks. Absolutely. I think it's very common for someone to have a visual in their mind of a specific career, but then when they actually get into it, they may realize, actually, this isn't for me. I really, really enjoyed this. So it's really important to keep an open mind because you may not know what you would like, you know, and your skills as well develop over time. Your personality changes over time. So it's really, really great, especially OYAP. I wish my high school had OYAP. That's something I would absolutely have loved to do um, because that way you find out younger, right? You get exposed to things younger as you're in school, find out what you like, find out what you don't like. It's such a great opportunity to do that. Yes. And I, I totally agree. And a lot of the students find out whether they like it or don't like those particular trades. And, you know, talking a little bit about the trades, like in Ontario, the average age of apprentice is 28 years old. And quite often they've been to university or been to college. And for whatever reason, they found out that isn't right for them and don't understand that the skilled trades is equal to a college or university. It takes five years typically to go through a skilled trade. You become, you gain tons of knowledge and skills along the way. And just because it's an act, most skilled trades are activity based doesn't make it lesser or more important than university or college. I could not agree more. I feel like because of that age around 28, that doesn't surprise me because one, some students just aren't exposed to the construction industry in high school. They're not aware of the opportunities within. They just know, like we spoke about before, either plumber or electrician, and that might not interest them. So they, there might be trades out there that do that they're not aware about. And a lot of people do switch pathways later on, about six times in their life, I think the statistic is, for people to switch. So it's not uncommon. That actually happened to my brother. He went to college for finance for three and a half years, and now he is in the construction industry. He works with asphalt. So he's a prime example of you think you like something, you study it and then realize, actually, I don't want to sit here at a desk job. This isn't for me. I have energy. I want to move around. I want to use my hands. Yes. And, and that is a really common story. I 
probably know 20 people, skilled tradesmen who are have university degrees and found that wasn't right for them. Yeah, it's very competitive. A lot of roles, I find even after I graduated, a lot of fields are very, very competitive and there's too many people, whether the trades, there's they're in demand. They're always in demand. They're always needed. And the pay is high. You get paid to learn versus college university, you pay them, right? Which is another amazing thing because you get to, well, if you didn't go through the school yet, you get to skip that student debt, which is actually a huge, huge jump start in life. It is a big jump, big jump in life. And quite often now there's government grants when you, as you as you work through your apprenticeship, you get grants when you go to trade school. And there are lots of different opportunities to use your uh, education funds. Quite often, if you have an education fund, you can use those to buy tools and equipment for your skilled trade. And there's so many things that the are advantages to being the skilled trades. And it, it is complicated. People sometimes I've been talking to students, they'll say, oh, I'm taking university courses. And I tell them, that's great. That'll make you a better skilled tradesman if, that, if that's right for you. Because a lot of people don't realize in the skilled trades, it is complicated and it is ever-changing. Skilled trades people have to keep up to date on all the new building codes, all the new building practices. The way they build a building today is totally different than they built it 15 years ago. Like, because all the different changes with environmental efforts and, and insulating factors where they have to insulate buildings differently and seal them up. Those are things that they have to keep up on. And I've even had some educators really refer to the skilled trades as STEM, the true STEM, because it involves everything, science, technology entrepreneurship and math because math is in all construction really yeah it truly does they are so adaptable as well because they're always in different environments doing different things and you have to be a really quick thinker and problem solver that is such a huge thing because when you're doing a job nothing ever goes smoothly when does everything go smoothly all the time just in life right so when you're doing a job a lot of the time if you come across a problem you have to be a quick problem solver so those are amazing skills to have especially being adaptable to different environments because i know for example, working an office job, right? Like my mom, for example, she loves her routine. She's in a routine, loves it. She hates breaking that routine. So it's very common people are in this little bubble and they're not seeing what's out there and they can't develop their skills further because they're in that bubble because they're comfortable in that way. Whether the trades you're forced to be adaptable. So those people have other skills that maybe most other people don't have because they're not in those situations where they're constantly moving, changing, and learning new things. Oh, yes, absolutely. Because in construction, whether it's a plumber, electrician, you're building roads, where you go, your job site could be different day to day or week to week. No ground is the same, right? You might have clay in one area, sand in another, and how you work with those areas is totally different. So skilled tradesmen do have to adapt. They have to understand the situations they're in and that changes day to day. Yeah, exactly. So amazing opportunities within as well. You can work your way up. You can do a lot of different things. When I went to high schools, when I did presentations 
in person, I would present to a lot of construction teachers, right? And all those teachers were construction workers. So I'd hear hear really cool stories about what they did, how they would have to adapt to different things. And they would constantly tell their students, listen, no day's the same. You have to be able to adapt, learn this, learn that, and you have to adjust. So that is definitely a huge thing and a really great quality to have just on your day-to-day basis as well. A lot of people don't realize too, a skilled tradesperson, they will work in the skilled trades, but like you said, they will change their jobs several times. And even within the skilled trade. So once you have that skill set, there are so many opportunities to move and advance in that those trades. Some people become business people. Some people become foremen. Some people become inspectors. So sometimes I'll talk to students. I'll say, I don't want to do that the rest of my life. And I tell them, chances are you won't because the very seldom people will do one thing for their entire life. They may do things within that but it may be different. Yeah. No one, hardly anyone I know kept the same job their whole lives. I'm talking about people older than me, like family members or people I've worked with. Everyone has moved around quite a few times, which is extremely, extremely common. But not only that, those skills that you learn in the trades help you so much in your personal life whether that's fixing your own car or fixing something in your house, you save a lot more money and a lot more stuff than you think because you can just buy your materials and do it yourself. Yes, absolutely. I would agree. There's very few skilled tradesmen I know that will call someone in to do repairs to their house. Some repairs, yes, but not not many because they have those skills. They, They can use those tools. They understand how things work and they understand how the materials they need to do those jobs, whether it's construction, transportation, or, you know, it's a manufacturing, those people do have those skills to do more than what they're trained for because a lot of those skill sets are interchangeable. Yeah, I'm personally very lucky because my dad is a huge trades and handyman. He started off doing fixing the escalators inside the subway stations and he transferred those skills into a mechanic so he can do my car and then he really liked working with his hands so he took the knowledge he knows and then learned how to do things from anything in your home so I have been truly blessed in life and I don't take for granted that he can do a lot of things which saves me as his daughter tons and tons of money from fixing, doing my oil change, changing my tires or my brakes. I am just truly grateful for that. And it really saves everyone in your family a lot of money, realistically. Yes, I would agree. By trade, I am a truck and coach mechanic. And a truck coach mechanic, you did many things. Not only did you fix transport trucks, but there was also a carpentry side of it where there was wooden panels, wooden sides, wooden floors that you would do repairs and that type of thing. Then once, you know, I was kind of ready, I became a high school teacher and I taught in high school for about 14 years. And then now I am the OEAP coordinator. So I do get it. I understand that those skills are transferable and it saves a lot of money when you're doing your own repairs in your own vehicles and doing a lot of the maintenance in your own house because those skills all do transfer. Yeah, they, so you just have it all. <laughs> exactly what we spoke about, you went through it all. So you are definitely experienced in that, which I think is really great for you to kind of talk to students as well about it. Because again, no one stays in the same job and there's so many opportunities when you enter the trades because those skills are universal, right? You can even travel with them. 
it doesn't change in all over Canada, for example. You can really travel anywhere because those skills are those skills. It takes years and years to learn and master, right? It's like an art. You become an artist after those years because you really mastered that skill set and that artwork. So it's very transferable in those ways as well. Yes, and you did kind of touch upon that. In Ontario, we have 144 apprenticeable trades, and some of them are what they call compulsory trades, so they're a red seal program. In that, people licensed in that trade can use that license throughout all of Canada. It's recognized throughout Canada, and a lot of people do work throughout Canada with those licenses. And I'll give you an example. My next-door neighbor's a welder, and he, at one time, he was working way up north. He would fly, hop on a plane and fly away for two weeks and then come back two weeks later, and then he worked out west in the oil fields for about four or five months on a project. And then he was, right now, he's up and working at the Bruce. So he leaves on he leaves on Sunday, comes home on Friday. And I really think he does very, very well. See, that's amazing. I personally love traveling. So especially someone who loves traveling, that's also an option because you can take those skills and mix it with something else that you love. And so it's like a two-in-one. Yes, absolutely. You'd sometimes, in some cases, if people choose to go that route, they can see a lot of different places while they're actually working because they're not working all the time. There is time off and they get to go around and see the areas and what different places have to offer. So the, the Ontario Construction Careers Alliance is basically in the GTHA, so the Greater Toronto Hamilton area. Is that correct? Yeah, it's really through on, um, Ontario. I traveled before the pandemic. I traveled essentially through all Ontario for whatever school would welcome me to conduct these presentations or a trade show or event that was being hosted. I would l- gladly go over there and do those presentations to educate students or parent-teacher nights were really, really huge. I would sit down with some parents and educate them talk to them a little bit more because a lot of parents just aren't educated, which is totally fine. If you're not into something or you didn't grow around a specific area, you wouldn't know about it. So those nights were really, really great as well because it opened the eyes up to a lot of parents. So if if a student listening to this said, hey, you know what, I'm in my grade 12 year, I'd, I'd like to go out and be in construction, how would you recommend they follow that? So it completely depends one in construction because every trade is completely different. There are different pathways to those trades. So you can either do a college apprenticeship program. So there are a lot of colleges that take just people for the apprenticeship programs, um, or you can do a college program. You can do training centers. So Lyona, for example, is a great training center and they have specific trades there. Um, I've actually been on a few sites and it's really, really cool. They literally build homes or bridges or whatever it is inside these training centers. So they replicate the workplace in a very safe, controlled environment so the trainees can learn within a practical application of that skill. So those are amazing as well. You can just apply. Well, first, if they took OYAP in high school, that's great because you build that connection with that employer previously. So connections is a huge thing, I think, in any job. Build your connections, talk to people, and you can get into a program or you can simply apply online. There are so many different ways, just depending on the trade, depends on where you go. Yeah, and it is really hard for students or people who are looking to change careers to get in the door. And I suggest that, you know, 
knock on the knock on people's doors and hand out resumes. I would not necessarily tell people to fill out online forms and try and register that way. Because a lot of times the employers are much more impressed if you come knocking on the door and you give them a paper resume. Because not everybody's looking for digital resumes. And sometimes employers I've talked to say it's too easy just to, for someone to email their resume to 100 different companies. They want to see someone put in the effort and they want to see someone show they want a job. Yeah, absolutely. And follow-ups are very important, a lot more important than you think. So I was in recruitment actually before this rule, and sometimes you're dealing with so many things or so many applicants. A simple follow-up would remind me, oh my gosh, yeah, I meant to call this person. Let me give them a call. So follow-ups are a lot more important than people think. I know a lot of teachers or parents would tell me that, but I never really listened until I was actually in the field. It's a lot more important than you think. Yes, yes. And I found that in my, my career history too. They want to see often someone who knocks on the door and, and they can put a face to a resume and make those connections. I absolutely agree. And we did talk a little bit earlier about the college university, about how apprenticeship is equal to. I would almost classify it a little bit higher because the skilled trades of today isn't the skilled trades it was 20 years ago or 30 years ago. It is complicated and there's constant learning. When we talk to students, I don't think they really understand that. I don't know. What is what is your impression from all your tours and talking, you know, presentations with students? Because I'm sure you've had those conversations. Yeah. So there are still stigmas that we're fighting in the construction industry, I'm sure, as everybody knows. But I find that now the generations has gotten way, way better. And a lot of schools are adapting to a lot of more trades programs, which I think is absolutely amazing. But people have to come to realize as well that no one learns the same. We are all completely different learners. Whether you're just me and you or you're in a classroom full of 30 students, every single person in that room learns differently. So college, university, and apprenticeship are all equal. They're just all three different methods of learning, right? So university is more by the book, college a lot more hands-on, apprenticeship fully hands-on, which is completely okay. I had a student come up to me. I'll never forget this. I don't remember where, but I did a presentation for that classroom. And at the end, he came up to me and he said, honestly, Nicole, I am a straight A student. I'm an honor roll student. Always have, have been, but I love working with my hands. I love the construction industry and I really, really want to get into the trades. And I thought that that was so amazing that he owned it. His parents pushed university on him because of his grades. But just because you have those grades doesn't necessarily mean that's what you want to do or that's what you want to pursue. You know, I was so proud of him for doing what he wanted to do and what he loved and found that love for that through high school programs. That's how we found the love for the trades was through those programs, which I thought was absolutely amazing. Yes, and, and there are a lot of high school programs available to students in Halton. Almost every skilled trade has a bit of has a, a shop that they can relate to in those schools, whether it's manufacturing and may I hate the word manufacturing as a course because it's really tool and die, precision machinery and CNC making, or they call it construction class, which is close to construction, but they do they will do elements of home building, elements of electrical, elements of plumbing, elements of carpentry. So there are so many opportunities for students to kind of decide whether they like doing that or don't like doing that by taking those tech ed classes. 
we've often talked with our groups that tech ed should be a one mandatory credit in high school because I, in, as a teacher, I was in school and I had a student pop his head in one time and said, I had no idea this class was even here. And I'm like, you've been at the school for four years. I've seen you walk by. He goes, but I didn't know. I didn't look in. Where if they had a mandatory credit, then they could experience those things and decide whether they wanted those careers and it's right for them. I completely agree with you. I think if they make it mandatory, then people be more aware of it, just like a science or a math and English and so on. Those are mandatory. So if you make at least one mandatory course for that, then they can maybe learn to love it. Something that they didn't even know that, like you said, that they had. Right. So I think that there's a lot of communication that needs to be worked on within the industry and kind of getting it more out there. But Halton does an absolutely amazing job incorporating those things a little bit more than before. So the industry is changing with the school boards I've personally seen, which I think is great because it gives the student the chance to see if they like something or not. Yes. And that's what it's all about. You know, somebody said, told me once, you don't know what you don't know. And if the students haven't experienced it, then they simply don't know. And it's and that easily happens if they haven't taken those courses or you know work with their parents and on projects or that type of thing. So there are there are a lot of opportunities that the students should experience in high school in the technological education classes that would benefit them. Even if if they choose not to become skilled tradespeople, they get those skills for later on in life if they own a house or a car or a boat or those types of things. Yeah, totally. I took mechanics in high school, grade 11, but I wish I paid attention. I regret that to this day. I did not pay attention to anything. I remember in class, they taught you how to change your oil. And to this day, I regret me not listening because that would have really saved me money (laughs) up until now in my whole life. Yes. And yes, they learn lots of good skills in all the tech ed classes. And, you know, it, it is one of those things that Quite often, they can be tied in with a co-op where the students will be taking those tech ed classes, often maybe in a specialist high skills major or a concentrated OEAP program where they will do two credits in one year and then with paired with a co-op in that trade. And those are great ways to get that experience. So when students do graduate, they can get a job. Yeah, absolutely. And they have those connections and their apprenticeship hours also start early. So it's just a head start in every way. Yes. And we we have a a shortage of females in the trades. And in high school, we're not finding a lot of women or females taking the skilled trades in their co-op or even in some of the technological education classes. And they really shouldn't feel intimidated by the skilled trades if that's why they're not taking them. Because there is a shortage of skilled tradespeople in Ontario, and it's only growing as the average age of uh, skilled tradespersons in their mid-40s. One of the ways the ministry is looking at filling that gap is encouraging females in the skilled trades, because really there's nothing a female that can't do that a male can do. Yeah, absolutely. So I think from a woman's perspective, going back to when I was in high school, I was intimidated a little bit about the trades industry because I know it is male dominant. But now over time, over these years, I've seen that slowly change and so many more people encouraging women to be in the industry as well as employers are actually looking for women as well to make their workplace a little bit more dynamic. Because I've talked to 
a few employers and they noticed that males and females both think differently. So if you combine both their problem solving skills, it makes that really more dynamic and rewarding and just quicker to maybe complete or do because you have two different mindsets. So women that I've spoke to that are in the trades, they all said that they are extremely welcomed. They are very happy to be there. The employers and the employees treat them as an equal. So especially nowadays, it's everything's equality, right? So we are just as equal as men. We can do anything men can do as long as you want to do it. And it's something meant for you. Yeah. And I've also heard some people say, well, if a female can't lift the weight that a male can lift, whether it's, you know, a bucket or full of, you know, nails or hammers or tools. But the reality is there's not a, as much lifting in any industry as there was. We have tools and equipment to do those things, right? And so if if there are is heavy lifting, even for males, by the new labor standards, you're not supposed to be lifting that weight anyways. So there isn't, it isn't like if you had, let's say a female, we can't say she she can't do the job because she can't lift the weight or she can't, you know, carry those things. They shouldn't be carrying those things anyways. There's the tools to do those things. Yeah. And that goes back to the stigmas, right? So people aren't just educated and they're not aware of these things in the industry. They're That's what their mindset is. But again, I've seen that change, which is absolutely amazing because we really do want to push women in the industry because they would, and they have just done absolutely amazing and they're striving in it. And Handy women are just so amazing because they, I find that the way they explain things is a little bit different than men. Um, and again, that goes back to the dynamic of the workplace. Oh, yeah. And, and absolutely. And I think that women bring a different skill sets to the job site that males don't have. So we didn't talk a little bit about money. Some people think that skilled tradespeople are, you know, a blue collar job, pays kind of, you know, just enough to get by on. Quite often is the mindset. But I don't think people really realize like how much some of the skilled tradespeople make. They make a pretty comfortable living. I think that comes from, you know, we see we see a skilled tradesperson. He's coming to fix our hydro or fix our plumbing or put a new driveway in and pave it. Then they show up and, you know, dirty pickup trucks or, you know, sometimes older vehicles. We get the impression that, you know, they're just scraping by because they're driving an older vehicle. Absolutely. So I think, again, people just aren't aware. And that's where OCCA tries to come in and educate the students, parents and teachers regarding and educators about those opportunities, because there's also tons of overtime to be made. You can work so many hours and that's time and a half, or it can also be double time, which is absolutely amazing. And I know for some seasonal work, a lot of the tradespeople, what they do is when they're off that season, they do their own private work. So, and they just make all that money, whether they, they take cash and then tax it after or whatnot, they can also be an independent contractor in that sense. So there's so many different ways to kind of move around and you can also just start your own company as well. So a lot of opportunity. And the great thing is when you start, your pay just increases, right? So the biggest head start is no student debt huge head start because student debt can even be up to $100,000 and people are still paying that off in their even 40s. So you have that out of the way because they pay you. And on top of that, your pay increases. You have that over overtime option. You have that entrepreneur option, whether you want to completely start your own company or do something on the side. Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree. 
we were uh, at my house. I was getting the driveway done, chatting up the driveway company. They were saying that they really only work in the summertime. There was a few of them that they work longer hours in the summertime. They may be working 10, 12 hour days all summer, but asphalt only runs typically driveway business, typically from around mid-April till about October. A lot of times they've earned all their money for the year and they take the winter off. They go up north and they hunt and camp and do all the things they love. So really they work like seven months a year. Yeah, you can. That's what I love about the trades. There's so many different things and ways you can kind of live your life and move around it. So like that you can take that time off or like we said before, people travel with it, become a teacher with it, open up your own company, do your own housework. The skills and the opportunities are just so universal. It's really, really great because that way it can also adapt to your personality and what you want to do in your personal life. You know, I, I don't think I could have said it any better because <laughs> you, you, you pretty much said the whole gambit there. I'd like to thank you very much for joining us today and sharing all the opportunities and the different pathways in the construction industry. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun and I'm hoping this can maybe educate a few more people on how the construction industry really is. Thanks again, Nicole. And if you'd like to learn more about the programs offered in the Halton District School Board, go to haltonpathways.ca and search all the programs available in the various schools.